Hello everybody, Mike Mel here. Um, I want to touch on uh, a recent AQR uh, paper uh, that they updated from uh, several years ago. is uh, a century of evidence on trend following investing. Uh, looks like they just updated it, um, included maybe some more data in there. But uh, I just want to touch on a couple of points that uh, stuck out to me. Um, me, I've been a you know trend following trader. Uh, I have my own business since uh, 2011, um, and it's been a pretty rough time for the strategy. Um, and I think, uh, you know, in this paper, they kind of illuminate the main reason why um, and show in previous eras when things have been a little rougher um, that the same theme uh, has been present as well. Um, so let's run through a couple things here. Um, you know, on average, you know, and, and, you know, just want to, you know, let you guys know that the disclaimers out there, um, you know, past performance, not indicative of future results. And, uh, just, just remember that everything I say on here is, uh, for informational purposes only. Uh, just highlighting a couple of the uh, points of the study here. So, all right, enough of that. Um, so in AQR here, they have uh, you know, from January 1880 through December 2016, um, we have gross of fees, net of costs at 11% returns uh, with a 2 and 20 fee structure, uh, goes to 7.3% uh, annualized returns. Um, so pr- pretty good, uh, all the while, mean, um, all the while uh, being less cor- uh, correlated to um, stocks and uh, you know, treasury bonds, uh, which is which is good for a portfolio. Um, to give you an idea of, you know, so the net we're looking at is at seven point three. Um, the golden age for trend following, when things got, you know, uh, when all the market wizards were being written about and all the stories about, you know, all those guys uh, came out. Uh, nineteen seventy through nineteen seventy nine. That net of fee two and twenty uh, return was fifteen point one, so more than double the historical average. Um, other good years have been actually nineteen uh, forties and nineteen fifties, where we have ten point four and thirteen point one. So pretty good there. And to give you some perspective on how bad it's been uh, so far this decade. The net of two and twenty fee net of cost return has been abysmal, three point three percent. So less than half of the historical average. Um, looks like like a fifth of what the seventies were. Okay, that that is very very bad. Um, now it doesn't mean that it no longer works. It doesn't mean that trend following is dead. It just means that it can, like every other strategy can, die from time to time, you know, where it goes into a period of flat or, you know, negative performance. Um, That's one other thing I'll I'll note on here is that there is no decade since January 1880 um, where there has been a negative annualized return. Um, So I think that's uh, important to, uh, to keep in mind as well. Um, all right, so hit, so, all right, we discussed how brutal trend following has been this decade so far. Uh, okay, great. 
um, the you know the the trend following strategy that they're using in this uh, paper um, is described as you know uh, a loose quote unquote here. Uh, they're going long on recent positive returns and going short on recent um, uh, negative returns. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if they're going short here. Uh, yeah, they are going short. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty basic strategy. I mean, whether you're using, um, you know, price performance over X amount of days, um, price channels, or moving averages, very simple stuff. Over time, especially over a, a time frame like this, uh, since 1880, uh, you're probably you're going to get very similar uh, returns. Um, and you know, uh, comparing the you know, the time frame, just just make sure like the the, the breakouts and the moving averages and the pr price performance is uh, consistent in their time frame. You're probably going to get very similar performance. But um, yeah, they're just using this. This uh, this style in this paper, probably for ease of uh, of ease of use. Um, so the you know uh, what one thing to keep in mind though um, during you know during this best period for trend following um, you know we had the forties and the fifties and then we got the seventies and uh, and even the, the the subsequent decades are pretty good probably like nineteen seventy through nineteen ninety were really high um, you know nine ten percent. Um, uh, returns, um, you know, some people like to point, oh, well, just the, the interest rates were high back then, so that, that accounted for all the returns, um, you know, rates were very high in, you know, 1970 through the mid-90s period, like, you know, eight plus percent, you know, they got up to us, like the T-bills, and I believe, uh, you know, 1984, or whatever the year that peaked there, was over 14 percent, and it spent uh, it spent a number of years over ten percent. Um, you know, since that time, it's been a steady, steady decline. And today, we're you know um, getting around to like the one percent, um, given that the the Fed is now raising rates. Um, but in the other period where where trend following was was good in, in the forties, um, rates weren't that high. Um, you know, looking here at the T bill uh, chart, um, it looks like. Um, uh, looks like oh the uh, the the ten year the ten year bond at least uh, rates are about two percent, um, you know from like nineteen forty, and then they got to four percent around nineteen sixty. So, you know it it wasn't it wasn't like um, uh, trading was uh, was bad back then and interest rates did all the same stuff. Now now one thing I, I'll probably you know, uh, which catches my eye is that, you know, in this decade, 2010 through 2016, we, we haven't had really any interest rates, um, you know, been effectively zero, um, maybe a little bit above for, uh, for the U.S. Um, investors, at least, U.S. bonds. So, you know, that, that needs to be taken into account, too. I don't believe uh, AQR does this in their paper, but um, I wish they did. Would they show like what percentage of of um, if they even have that in here at least? Um, what percentage of the return uh, is uh, responsible for um, you know uh, 
the, the interest rates, you know, what, what, to what percentage do they account for all the, the, the return? Um, now, I'm not sure, uh, I haven't seen it uh, in, in, this, in this paper if they used um, interest or not, but um, if they did, then that, would, that might explain the, um, the, high, the higher returns in the, in the 70s and 80s, 90s. And it may explain some of the low returns today, given the low interest rates. Now, if they don't um, use the interest as a part of their return, um, then it might explain how good the markets were in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, where there were just a lot of trends, low correlation. Um, and today, we have very little trends, very high correlation. Um, and that, you know, that is the main, so the main point of their, um, uh, paper is to is to highlight how um, correlation affects trend following performance, and they show that you know trend following works best in low correlation markets, um, where you, you where trend followers can can follow many different uh, types of trends um, since you know the late two thousand eight to let's say mid 2014 um, period, we had very high correlation where pretty much the whole theme was resting on the Fed or resting on uh, other central bank events, um, deciding on, you know, uh, uh, rate policy, you know, so we have the same, you know, during that period, late 08 to mid 2014, we had markets pretty much doing the same damn thing, um, you know, from Anything from corn to treasuries to stocks to currencies to oil to this to that, you know, when all those markets are moving together, um, and exhibit very high correlation, then you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get whipsaws all at the same time. You know, corn has nothing to do with the Fed. You know, coffee, cotton, oil, nothing to do with the Fed. So when it becomes, when those markets become um, influenced by the Fed or other bank, you know, uh, uh, rate decisions and stuff like that, uh, that, that's not very good for diversification, not very good for trend followers uh, like myself. Um, so I think that, you know, it's important to, to notice here, they, they have a chart in here that, that um, uh, highlights the rolling 36-month uh, cor- uh, pairwise correlation for, for all the assets available um, at, at each time, um, you know, and going back in the day, they had, it was mostly financials and, and some, and some commodities and some stocks as well. But, uh, more recently, um, you know, we still see, we still see the same things, you know, uh, correlation tends to, to hover around this median line of, uh, a little bit above 0.2, um, you know, be like the twenty percent line, and you know, and to give you perspective, uh, what it has been since the 08, 2014 run, it looks to be as high. It got to as high as forty percent. So when when markets are double the correlation they've been, you have less correlation within your portfolio, and if you go through a losing streak, uh, streak like we have in the past, um, you know, uh, eight nine uh, years or so. You're going to get a lot of whipsaws over and over and over again. And you're going to see this terrible, terrible performance, like I said in the beginning. The worst performance 
um, on record uh, in this study, um, the 3.3% annualized return, which is less, you know, less than half of what the historical average has been, which is 7.3. So uh, I think that if we do see, and I think we have, um, since that 2014 uh, uh, peak in correlation, we have correlations now that have gotten back down to that historical average, that 0.2-ish uh, area. Um, if things stay around here, I, I think things would be really good. Um, maybe even go, um, you know, hopefully maybe correlation even go lower, you know, um, which it has done many times over, over the course of this uh, study. Um, so I think if we return to an, uh, you know, an environment where correlation lowers uh, and stays low, then I think uh, we might see a better environment for trend following, um, especially a diversified case. You know, some, there, I know there's some concentrated trend followers out there that uh, you know can do really well if they you know are in the right market uh, mix. Um, that's not what I'm talking about as far as you know the big CTAs, the big trend followers, systematic guys, uh, even guys like myself out there that are very diversified. I'm talking 50 plus you know 100 markets um not not this uh you know five to ten market thing where you're making big bets and you know that then then you, know, you might need another study for that uh but uh but the basic you know trend following diversified style um uh can be explained you know the poor, the poor performance can be explained um i think by this high correlation uh i've seen it in my own research as well and um you know, AQR just just uh, uh, takes it uh, to a level where uh, they can um, uh, show everybody in, in deep detail. Um, I tend to keep my stuff uh, for myself um, and my investors, but um, but yeah, this is uh, this is very very um, you know it makes a lot of sense to me why uh, why performance has been so terrible. I think um, you know I think if if we do get, you know, as we're seeing now, if we're seeing the the Fed, uh, you know, starting to raise rates, starting to do something different, and now you have other banks uh, across the globe that are, you know, reconsidering their policies as well. And if we see things, you know, go back to a quote-unquote normal um, uh, environment where the banks and policymakers don't have so much influence over the daily market um uh fluctuations then uh you know we'll see we'll start to see um, possibly better markets and uh, possibly some uh decent trends out there we'll let things stand on their own two feet and and operate on their own fundamentals not not you know just what Bernanke or Janet Yellen or any other banker wants to do so uh yeah I, I um I recommend you guys take a take a look at this paper um you know, if you guys are interested in trend following and understanding, you have questions why it's, you know, it sucked in recent past, you know, uh, this paper um, by AQR and uh, hopefully this podcast um, can uh, shed some light on, on it, on why, and, um, you know, help you guys in your, uh, your investing and your system design and strategy, you know, implementation, all that stuff. So uh, that's about all I have today. Um, I'll put this. Uh, I'll put the link to the um, the paper in the uh, show notes, um, and uh, I will get at you guys next time.
All right, talk to you.